Last week, we talked about what Black Friday and beyond has become for tech, gadgets, and everything else we love around here, a marketing stunt. But as we touched on there, that doesn't necessarily mean deals don't exist. You just have to do your homework on what you're buying and sometimes even more importantly, who you're buying it from. In follow-up to that idea though, we're diving back in parts bin style to sprint through several of the latest and greatest products to hit this gadget season and where they fall in the equation of must-buy game changer versus overpriced rehash. So in the wrap-up to this year's coverage of the holiday shopping season for all things tech, let's check out the gear that should be in everyone's virtual shopping cart and the ones best left collecting dust, at least until it goes on sale next year. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Solid State Podcast. I'm your host, John Joyce. I'm Eric Sargent. And we are here this week uh, kind of to follow up a little bit. You know, obviously, it's hard not to talk about, especially in tech. I mean, not that, you know, the holidays are not about the tech or, you know, the gifts under the tree, as it were. But at the same time, boy, howdy is it. (laughs) <laughs> boy howdy is it a time when a lot of it gets bought i mean speaking yeah. for myself but yep. i mean also just speaking to the numbers there's a reason why gadget release season is this time of year there's a reason why video game release season is this time of year like so much stuff hits right now it's not because they start working on it in january because they feel like it or two yeah. Januarys ago in some cases it's about this is when the new shiny stuff needs to be on the shelves to get people uh, to, to buy it. I mean, this yeah. is you know. Christmas bonuses coming in, whatever. Yep. People have a little bit more money to spend on Christmas. It's the time to push all that stuff. It, it, it is. And, you know, some of what we talked about in our Black Friday episode was, you know, where the deals are found sometimes yep. has to do with maybe going a generation or even two back or buying a very specific model of a product that happens to be, I mean, let's call it is overstocked or just that's the one they're going to push. There's a lot of factors that go into it. They're doing, they're getting you to spend money so they can make money. There's, you know, even though they're discounting it heavily, they're not losing any money here. It is not out of the goodness of their (laughs) lovely little capitalist hearts that, (laughs) uh, no, absolutely not. But Hey, those companies going out and making money and competing with each other is also what drives them to deliver the great products that we enjoy and you know competition is a highly recurring theme on this show and the point of competing in their case is not just again to feel good about winning it's to have right. sold more products and make more money and then make more products so yep. there there's a very vicious but as a you know gadget head very wonderful cycle to it about you know yes i do want there to be both a great iphone and many great android phones i want surface to keep making you know some of the or microsoft make continue making some of the best windows based tablets and keep yep. iterating and making them better because it's going to hopefully push other people to make them better to do the same. Know? And then we get more choices. Yeah. I mean, I not what we're here to talk about today, but I was actually thinking on that the other day, how wildly successful the surface program is. And I don't mean monetarily it's, it might be one of the best and finest examples I've ever seen, especially in our industry, but really across business of a company like Microsoft that primarily makes its money licensing its product out to other OEMs and manufacturers that then sell their products with Microsoft stuff on board. That, right. That's that's the vast bulk of their business model. Obviously, cloud has changed that to a certain degree, 365. The whole Xbox brand has changed that. Yep. But really, that core, what a lot of people think of when they think Microsoft, which is Windows, Windows and yeah. things like that. Um, that, that is still 
primarily sold on top of HP and Dell and Asus and countless other manufacturers. And Microsoft pulled off a trick, an almost impossible hat trick 10 years ago, yeah. which is even harder to believe that it was 10 years ago with Surface, um, with, yeah. with, with surface um, because it should have gone against that entire model for the people making a product that they're going, then going to license to others to then tell the market, hey, PS, by the way, we're going to make our own, we're make get our out own of the version. way. Yeah, and um, it, it's, it's interesting the way that, the, I, I mean, I like that they went that route because, yep. you know, it gives somebody that gives them something to shoot for as well as it kind of lets them dip their toe into the way that mm -hmm. Apple does things a little bit with their proprietary stuff. And that was one of the things that I noticed that like cemented for me that it was surface was successful was that before in the before times when you would watch a television show or a movie, the main characters were always using Apple laptops or Apple devices. Right. And now yep. when you tune into a show, a lot of the desks have set up and they have their surfaces because they the have Microsoft the Windows logo. symbol, you know, yep. like Microsoft logo on the back. And it was like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, these are actually like part of the cultural norm now, which is different because, you know, in the past, Windows computers were a big, bulky, square, white box that had no branding right. and just like Intel inside sticker on the front. Yep. And that's it. And that's how you knew it was a Windows box. And it's that's kind of uh -huh. changed now. So... Oh, and it, it's a bunch of dollars too. I mean, right. there, there's dollars changing hands to have that, but Microsoft also sees the value in that product placement. You know, I go yeah. back to Surface and think about, okay, let's rewind back to 2012. That should, historically speaking, have blown up in their faces. It should have pissed off every one of their OEMs. It should have caused a major row. Obviously, they had a certain position of power to come from because one of the downsides, well, actually, no, it's not a downside to competition because competition is supposed to solve this. When you're as big as Microsoft, it's not like Dell is going to run out and put Ubuntu on all their laptops. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And Apple's not licensing Mac OS anytime soon. So no, it's like, obviously they had, they weren't just betting the farm. They had a certain position of power to take a shot, but they still did it in such a way where they actually delivered the best example. It took several iterations. I mean, yeah. I owned yeah. the first couple of Surface products and they were very much an investment in i know what's coming but it's yeah. not there yet really by surface the idea pro was 3. there yeah yeah oh yeah surface pro 3 i remember was like the first one where i used i'm like oh okay yeah. i this, had the four this... i think and it was yeah. it was that was a great little machine i mean it yep. worked worked as well as any laptop i've ever had but you know tablet sized so a absolutely and but going back to the success story it really did drive the industry forward. There are many, 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 many products on the market today that I think directly would not exist had there not been a Surface Laptop or a Surface Pro or, a, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. had Microsoft not been applying that market pressure to, hey guys, make better stuff. We're making this operating system over here. And to your point, Eric, you're, you guys are throwing it into big, bulky, hot, crappy battery plastic chunks. And yeah. that's why people are running across the street, literally, and buying thin, light, cool running, you know, metal build MacBooks. There, yeah. there was a moment there where I think a lot of Apple's growth was being driven by how poor the competition was. It was they yeah. were just the, whether you liked the operating system or not, it was, was just a choice. better yeah. device. It was just yeah. a better piece of hardware. And a lot of people, I, I, a lot of people I even know made the leap over to Mac OS, not because they really 
gave a crap about changing operating systems. They wanted the device that looked and felt and operated the way that it did. And Surface over those for after those first couple iterations brought that look and feel back to Windows. And now HP's got some fantastic lineups of laptops. The, the modern Dell X, I don't think the modern Dell XPS lineup would look the way it does if the Surface laptop didn't exist. I agree. Yeah. I mean, they, they definitely took cues right from there. But bringing it, bringing it back to topic at hand, um, yeah. for Christmas shopping, there are on the Microsoft website, they are having, you know, because we like we talked about on Black Friday, um, right. this doesn't go away. You know, Black Friday rolled directly, it turned into right. Black Friday it's, weekend, which turned into mm-hmm. Cyber Monday, which has turned into Cyber Monday week. And um, they are on the Microsoft site. You can get $200 off the new Surface Pro 9 and mm-hmm. the, and the Surface Pro 8s for this week are starting um, under $800. So yeah, they're that, they're discounting them way down. Carrying on our prices. narrative of going back a generation. I mean, yep. even $200 off the 9, that's, that's I mean, Surface has become just this constant march of iteration. Microsoft's yep. not looking to upend that product, and why should they really? Un, at least until that stinking ARM chip gets usable. I mean, it's, right. it's, it's really, the only one to buy right now is the Intel version. And mm-hmm. the Intel 9 is a touch better than the Intel 8 and so on and so forth, um, as long as you're not looking for a headphone jack. And, um, but but really, that 8 for me, going back to what would I tell someone to go buy, at the, as deeply discounted as I've seen it, especially because a lot of folks are throwing in like the type cover and the pen yep. and stuff like that, those bundles under $1,000 it's hard not to say, man, just, just go to the eight because yeah. the average person is not going to discern the difference between the eight and the nine. And they're going to get so much more value per dollar under that thousand right. dollar mark. I mean, it, that puts it right in line with the, um, previous generation, the M one MacBook air, the pricing is almost True. the same for them. So it's yep. basically like, Hey, what do you like? You like Mac, you like windows. Okay. You like, Mac. do you want a touch screen? Do you want to, yeah, right. yeah. Do you want a convertible things like that? Right. There's, yeah. you know, you ask those qualifying questions and it can direct right where it goes. And, and they're both discounted right now, both to around the like, you know, seven ninety nine yep. starting area, which is, which is pretty good, yeah. a pretty good deal for either of those devices, depending on what you're into. So you know, obviously talking about Surface initially was, you know, started by, we, we were bringing up manufacturers putting out a first party product with the, pri- again, Microsoft didn't primarily do it to sell devices. Don't get me wrong. They love the dollars that come in from the Surface program, especially considering how successful it's been. But that wasn't the point. The point was to drive the PC industry forward and segueing over another example of that, that I won't say has been unsuccessful, but I don't think it's been successful the same way. And that's Google's Pixel Phone lineup. Sure. Uh, and going back even farther to the predecessor of the Pixel Phones was the Nexus program, which was Google in a very googly way over the last 10 or 15, actually more like 15 years. Holy cow, I think it has been 16 years. Anyway, sorry, getting lost. Um, going back that far, it's been Google trying to figure out a way to pull off the Microsoft model, which is make and produce Android, put it into the hands of primarily a bunch of OEMs and have them then sell a bunch of products with Google's hard, um, I'm sorry, software services on there. And it's not even for them as much about the licensing aspect of it. It's let's get Google services in front of as many right, people that's where who we can then money. serve ads yeah. to and so on and so forth. So again, different riff on the same theme, but Nexus was always problematic and that Google wasn't making the hardware and generally speaking the manufacturers they would partner with to make these you know 
from Google phones right. was actually kind of in line with our theme today, previous generation models. I can't think of a Nexus phone that ever launched on insert OEM here's like cutting edge hardware. Top it was a, yeah. it, right. It was a retool of either something they had launched earlier that year, or maybe even a whole generation before. So it just always, it was just one of the things, the phones were generally very affordable comparatively speaking, but the camera tech was never there. The build right. quality They're was never always there. Behind. The screen tech yeah. was never quite there. It was just, I'll go back to the obvious example. You picked up the average Nexus phone and you picked up that year's iPhone and it was very, very, very difficult to call them direct competition from a, yeah. from a quality perspective. I'm not talking about iOS versus Android specifically, but the yeah. literal The piece build of, quality, yeah. Right, the, the metal plastic and glass in your hand was just never up to par. So the, you know, the industry as a whole clamored for years, Google enough with the hardware partnerships, you got the money, go make a phone. Yeah. Just make your own just, phone. Just yeah. go make a phone. And we're not going to go down the rabbit hole, of the years of mergers and acquisitions and spinoffs and all the things that led to the pixel phones that we have today, of which we're now on, you know, the seven, the seven and seven pro, um, with some mid cycle, a phones there in between like the six, a five, a so on and so forth. Um, they've, there, there are many generations into it at this point and pixel may not have been like the ground. Well, it's never been a sales success that I'm aware of. Like it's, right. it's, it's never been the phone that's sold. It, just, it yeah. just isn't. It's you see a few of them out there, but yeah, it's not like it's the Ends one that everyone's from lining like up us. for. Yeah, you want to find the gadget nerd in the room? Go find the guy with a Pixel phone. Right. I, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, really. Um, that this that's that's really you know one one of the standouts. But it's never been a huge sales success. Um, the number of times I've heard Google say, "No, no, this is the year. This is the time we're putting the marketing dollars behind it. We're taking it seriously. This is our iPhone. We're going to do it. Yeah, we're going to do it." Um. And that's where it diverges for me from the Surface story is it's it's Google trying to do something very, very similar. I do think it's been successful in that it's driven the industry forward. Yeah. I do think there are many phones today that are as good as they are because the manufacturers knew they needed to get out ahead of Google. But the other problem is in the Android space we don't see the same array of good competition, I feel, that we do in the PC space. Again, going back to the PC, we've got HP and Dell right. and Asus and Acer, and the list goes yeah. on and on and on. Lenovo, I mean, just really, it goes on forever. Names that have been around forever and names have just popped up in the last few years. They're all making great stuff. Over on the Android side, you got Samsung. Yeah. I mean, and at least here it, in the US, you walk into right. any carrier store and it's the Samsung display, the Apple display, and the cheap phones. I mean, that, yeah. that's, that's really, so, yeah. I mean, most of, most of the other phones are, are, you know, like the mainline phones are overseas, like the one plus and things like that. Those, those yep. don't always come here. The Hawaii phones Huawei they don't always phones, come here. Yeah. Stuff like that. You know, yep. Like they, they're all decent phones, but we, we can't get them here. But regardless, it seems to me more like Android, like Google through Android cares more about sheer numbers than they do about the quality. They want as many people putting that operating system on a piece of plastic and glass as they can. So that's why we, see, I mean, yeah. so many quote unquote cheap phones out there, everything's running Android because it's the only option that they have. There isn't and really another phone. As long as it's got the Play OS. Store, then Google, <laughs> yeah. as long as it's got the Play Store and the search engine defaults to Google, right. and hopefully and like you YouTube's said, a pack in, then Google still wins. Apple's not going to be licensing iOS out to third party phone manufacturers no. ever. So they've their no. choice is Android. And then what there's maybe like, 
one other operating system that I've heard about there, but it's for a specific phone, and I'm pretty sure it's just a fork of Android anyway. Yeah, so, most yeah. of them are. I mean, Samsung themselves, you know, rattled the sabers for years about future Galaxy phones running Tizen. That right. never took. That never ended up happening here. But you better believe Google took it seriously because if you take Samsung out of that equation, Android goes from being the most prolific operating system on the planet to it almost, it doesn't disappear, but a massive amount of their market penetration evaporates yeah, overnight in the coming yep. generations. So that's where I just think that the story of Pixel diverges from the Surface story, but they're, they're two very similar goals that have achieved a different type of success. Because I won't say Pixel for what it is hasn't been successful. It has made the broader Android ecosystem better, but it hasn't driven it forward because going back to what I said before about the Surface lineup of products, in my opinion, they are continue to be some of the best examples of what's out there yep. in the PC space. I don't know if I can always say that about Pixel because for every Pixel phone, there's a freaking Samsung phone. And yep. I'm just going to take some of the products we've looked at this year and one we want to talk about today. The Galaxy S22 Ultra, other than, actually, let me caveat it this way. Specifically speaking about hardware, right? it is a better phone in every measurable way that I can think of than this, than the pixel seven pro. So I don't want to, you know, crap it, on the device before the, we ever talk about it, but what was the release difference between those two? The, the Samsung came out earlier, right? Oh, way earlier. There's like for, first half of this year, first half of this um, year. So it's almost yeah. a year old at this point. And it, it's, we're, we're actively and we're actively talking about its replacement at this point. Like the galaxy S 23 is right. like on the, the, the tip of right. the tongue right and now. It, so. And it's still better than the seven pro that came out sure. just a few months ago. Yeah. And there are things you can't compare between them. There's, you know, m multiple hundreds of dollars in price difference. Right. You know, um, Google's continued to try to put out, you know, flagship quality at a non-flagship price. It's crazy to think that non-flagship price anymore is not nine hundred dollars. But, um, <laughs> I, but, but really, compared to say your your true flagships, your 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 iPhone fourteen Pro, your Galaxy S twenty two Ultra, things like that. I mean, these are phones with commas in them. Yep. And Google has, to their credit, successfully launched their mainline phones at the pro level with sub thousand dollar pricing, and has kept it that way. But I will say, so let me back up. Our Google Seven Pro, Google Pixel Seven Pro arrived, you know, a couple weeks ago, and I've been giving it a very slow roll personal review. This is not meant to be a deep dive. Like I said, this is a parts bin episode. We're going to run through several things, but I, I will say the most. I picked up that phone out of the case, and I actually think, even compared to the Pixel Six Pro that I that I still have that I haven't gotten rid of yet. It, I feel like the build quality took a step backwards. The oh, phone really? feels lighter and not in a good way. It, it just like feels cheaper. a little hollow. It, it feels right. more plasticky. I'm not. I, just, I haven't spent enough time just literally holding both phones and tearing them from from that perspective yet. But there's something about the phone that doesn't feel like premium. a flagship yeah. premium. It doesn't feel bad. It doesn't feel like the laptops we were talking about a minute ago. But it doesn't feel like. I get that it's not a thousand plus dollar phone, but in Google's language, it's supposed to feel like a thousand plus dollar right. phone. And I just don't think it does. Um, so that was the biggest thing for me a build quality wise, but I will say back into maybe reasons someone should consider it. It's not bad build quality. It's just not what I feel when I pick up a top of the line Samsung or Apple device. Um, but the screen is fantastic. Mm. Like really, really good. The camera's very, very good battery life. Shockingly good. 
Um, oh, wow. I okay. Think, I do think because it's not doing several things, maybe some of the other phones are, but also Google's got their tensor chip in there. There's a lot of, you know, on-device machine learning and AI going on um, that if, that also impacts the camera stuff. They're doing some crazy AI stuff that I'd love to get in your hands, Eric, from a camera perspective. I think you'd find it very interesting. It reminds yeah, me a I lot saw of- like in the commercials, like the automatic subject removal and, and things like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're doing some really crazy stuff with crop modes also and like how, mm-hmm. how they're using like, like, um, oversampling and then they're binning it down to do like a, a smaller photo, oh, okay. a smaller photo, a cropping Pixel out, not shift binning and down. stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of what I think it's very similar and you would know better than me, similar to what you were describing to me yesterday about what GoPro is doing with their sure. like, yeah, they, with, yeah, with they, got the, a, they have a sensor software that, driven yeah, uh, sensor that pulls in six or eight K resolution and then presents you with four K because it, yep. yeah, it gives you some border to use for, um, yeah. Unlike certain cameras from Apple, though, it appears to do it well. Um, (laughs) Looking at you, display camera. Um, Anyway, uh, so these are supposed to be shorter stops off, so I'm not going to spend too much more time on it. But the 7 Pro is, I have to say, it continues to be a good phone for someone that wants a truly vanilla vanilla in a good way android experience where because that that remains the one thing for me about samsung and any other devices no one else seems to want to just put i i'm sorry android on it and ship the device they always want to reflavor it somehow and make it theirs and change the menus and yeah that's mm -hmm. yeah as a tech guy that's the worst very few examples of where I've seen that where they made it tangibly better. Samsung has actually continued to get a lot better in recent years, which just tells me, historically speaking, we have one coming where they're just going to go completely off the walls bonkers and have to spend five more years coming off of it because that's right. always been the trend. They go crazy and then whittle it back down to sanity and then go crazy and again go crazy and start again. all over. Yep. But as of my most I, my current um, Samsung device is, is still that Flip 4, and right. I have to say the software is pretty good. But there's still something about stock Android on the Pixel 7 Pro. That for me is the is the is the standout. Why I always like to have a Pixel device around because it is just nice to use Android. It reminds me how slick of an operating system Android actually is when you use it the way that the Google intended engineers to intended yeah. <laughs> to be used, and not necessarily the way Samsung intended it to be right. used. So if that's the experience you're looking for, it is the best option out there in that it's one of the only. There's obviously the regular Pixel 7, which is still yet a bit cheaper. I think starts at $699, uh, $599. So that's like a very, very good option. If you're going dollar for dollar, I'd actually say most of the benefits of the 7 Pro are right there on the 7 for you at still hundreds of dollars less. That's really the one if, if... Joe Public were ever looking for a direct Android experience, which I don't know how many people that is, and I don't think Google does either. Um, that's really the best option. But yeah. um, for me, it's still all about the Pro because that's where you get the great camera. You get you know slightly better build quality. You get the better display. The whole point of going for these phones is getting the best experience out of a Google-made device. Yeah. So I do believe Pixel continues to be important in that it adds to that competition scene, maybe not unfortunately from an actual sales expression, but you know that Samsung knows the thing exists. You know that Huawei knows the thing exists. Like these other OEMs manufacturers, they know the phones exist and they have to, they do at least have to take a long enough pause to say, okay, this is what Google's doing. So we need to do X, Y, Z. And it's not surface levels of market pressure. Like I like to see, but I still think it's having a net positive effect. Agreed. Yeah. They're definitely, you know, they're, all looking at each other, what the next model is going to be and making sure yep. that they've got direct competitors and that, and that definitely yep. helps push things along. So, uh, you know, 
segueing not as gracefully over, but something else <laughs> you were telling me about this week, going back to our theme of, you know, what, what deals are to be had out there, or which is sure. what's good tech that's out there for the holidays this year. Um, you and I famously spent too much money a few episodes ago on some huh? camera hardware. Yep. And, um, we broke one of the cardinal rules of tech, which is never, ever, ever buy your hardware within 60 days of the holiday season. And we did exactly that. Sure. But I, of course, had a very specific calendar moment that I wanted my hardware in yeah. advance of. And I just, by proxy, just whittled you down. Yeah, I just whittled <laughs> you down until you finally said, screw this, I'm getting a camera. So right. um, it was time. To, mine was, to our mine was several generations old. It was time. Yes, but to our woe, but everyone else's benefit, um, some of that hardware or hardware like it is, you were telling me, shocking deals actually, right? Yeah. Now. So when we we purchased, you know, uh, Canons, that we we went into their their stuff. I've always liked their their one of my first cameras was a Canon Rebel two thousand. Yep. So I got the the R six and with it, I got the nifty 50 and we were talking about zooming with your feet on the camera episode and everything. It's not a zoom lens. It's just a, you know, standard 50 millimeter lens. That lens, you can go, some of the best deals to be had right now for Canon stuff is on the Canon direct USA Canon website. They have a refurbished section. And the thing about Canon's refurbished stuff, like a lot like Apple's is you can buy their care packs for it. Right. And the care packs are based on the price of the item you're purchasing. So because you're buying a refurbished item and then also a refurbished item that's on sale, it's like, you know, $20 for their care pack for three, two or three years or whatever it is. And it covers that device. So right now they have that nifty 50 lens that we paid $140 for is on sale for $79 refurbished. And you can pay, you know, a few dollars for two years of care pack, which means if anything goes wrong with it, and it's actually, it covers accidental damage as well. You can drop that thing on the floor and then let Canon know and they'll send, they'll replace yeah. it. And which is, which is huge, $79 for a $150 lens that we've both used now and had great success using. I mean, really, really high quality pictures come out of that lens. It's nice. And then they've got the, um, the RP, which is the, again, like we talked about some of the best deals yep. are on the previous generation. So the first, the first R series, which is Canon's mirrorless cameras that came out was the R. And then they had a less expensive version that they put out that was called the RP. And then the RP is the one that like the, like we talk about all the time, it's the one without a comma. Like you can go get it right now yep. new for nine ninety nine. They have refurbished ones. Last time I checked, it was out of stock, but I saw them come in stock and go back out of stock. So yeah, they're kind fluctuate. of it's fluctuating. So keep an eye on it. They have the refurbished one on sale on the Canon USA website right now for five ninety nine. That's insane. Like, that's, that's insane. So you can that, go. That's kit camera. Seriously, because yeah. I'm thinking about the last time I bought like a Rebel kit camera. It it was it's about that there. price. Yeah, and throw so that and the Nifty Fifty together. You're still basically spending kit camera prices. Yeah, you're for, sub seven hundred dollars for yeah. a full frame um canon mirrorless camera it has the the last generation processor the digic 8 processor in it but it still has you know the ai uh, facial recognition and eye yep. tracking in there it it has you know it's just it's insane there's so much tech in there for under 700 dollars. that's you know if you had bought that a year ago those two things you'd be looking at 13 1400 dollars. so it's literally right. half price right now so that's, which is pretty crazy yes it is and there's there's more of that out there. And that's actually, that reminded me to mention too, because that's something we kind of forget to say some, sometimes. It's not just last generation stuff. 
across the board in tech, especially look for refurbished deals, yeah, especially I mean, from I've, the manufacturer. I was just going to say, I feel pretty strongly about mostly getting that stuff from the manufacturer. Like yeah. I know Amazon has their renewed program, which is done through a series of partners that have to refurbish stuff to a certain minimum standard. I've had really great experiences with that. Sure, I've also too. had some that were very send back worthy, but I've mm. never had a problem sending it back. But when you're getting down to the wire with the holidays, the last thing you want to do is have a gift for someone arrive and be like, cool, cool. Yeah. Have to send this back and I've got four days to go find a replacement, then you're in a pickle. But uh, a great example is I had to buy a laptop for someone a few weeks ago, coming full full circle back to surface real quick. And um, I had a very specific budget I needed to stay within for them, but I wanted to get them as much laptop as I could get. And even the sales, like to hit that mark, I was going to end up with the laptop we were talking about earlier, some plasticky, mediocre display, garbage battery, just the whole nine yards. Um, it was going to be a, a Best Buy, whatever special is yeah. what it, so I'm like, you know, let me just check. And I stumbled on it to credit where it's due is Amazon renewed. It wasn't even directly through Microsoft, but, um, they were doing surface laptops. Um, it was the, the five hadn't come out yet. So the four was still the newest one. So they were surface laptop three. So now two generations, but at the time, cause this was several months ago, it was t- right. one generation behind a third of what they were new. I want to say. Wow. It, it, yeah. I want to say it was like, cause it was the $1,200 model when it was new. I ended up getting for like 389 or something like that. And again, and like, not uh, bad tech in there either. What, no. it's like a, what a 10,000 series in those? T- t- I'm pretty sure it was a 10th gen I5, eight gig, two fifty six. Like it was a good touch screen the whole nine yards. I'm like, okay, this thing is going to be scratch and dent some, I don't know. Thing yeah. arrives. I have, I have to imagine this was an open box return. Because brand new. I, I know Microsoft's plastic wrap and no like renew shop is going to be re-plastic wrapping them that way. It was a very, they use very specific perforated plastic on surface products, at least then yeah. they did. And I know it really well because I've unboxed literally hundreds of them for people. So I'm like, this, this was not repacked. This was someone got it, opened it, decided they wanted the 15 inch. I don't know. But you know, yeah, obviously you have no yeah. control over that. I could have just as easily gotten a scratch dent. Someone used hmm. it hard for a month, threw it back in and returned it on the 29th day. I mean, you never know. But there are deals like that to be had too if you're willing to flip the coin on refurbished. Um, you have a much better track record going direct. Apple refurbished. You mentioned before. I've never mm-hmm. had a bad experience. Never. Um, me either. My, I almost, Microsoft I almost refurbished. always buy refurbished yep. from apple when i buy from them because i mean it's yep. it's an instant two to three hundred dollars off the top yep. which you're never going to get it's not as else deeply discounted no, but you're getting oftentimes new parts on and you can throw and you can throw discount. apple care on it like it's a brand yep. new machine and if anything goes wrong they cover it so yeah so just just a just a solid state tip to yeah. uh go 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 check We're out those refurbished sites yep, um but but go rep because there's there are some websites out there that specialize in you know refurbishment air giant air quotes here yeah. and uh steer clear of those because mostly you can get a lemon from anyone it's more about what is your return experience going to be if you actually get one yeah and that's the and, thing amazon you know, is you know half the time now when you call amazon for small things not obviously tech but you know there's been several times i purchased something and then i was like oh this doesn't fit or i don't you know i can't yeah. use this after all and i go and click return and they're like just keep it and they give you your money back like they don't even oh, want to bother with shipping back wow. anymore yeah, it's under a certain threshold and a certain number of times. They just tell you to keep it. So, you know, and, and that's just, you know, obviously that's not returning tech, but again, returning yeah. tech, you know, half the time. And we're, not, like, and we're not talking about abusing or anything like right. that, but it's just like, you know, you, yeah. you have a pretty good reason to believe you're going to have a good experience with them or with Apple or with Microsoft right. or, you know, Samsung, I've had to return some stuff. Yeah. They've, they've never given me a problem. Um, so that, that's, 
that's another thing to keep in mind. So um, kind of pivoting out of like refurb though, or last yeah. year's model, couple new devices, like new, new devices. Um, one of which we mentioned on our Black Friday show, and I'm still a little irritated about it, um, is the Apple Watch Ultra because it's yeah. on sale. And I, again, broke the cardinal rule in that I, I bought something like a week before holiday shopping season, and then it was right. discounted it $70. Yeah. But, you know, it was like 9% or something like that. Like, I'm not going to cry over it because it's my here's my 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 solid state, you know, my short take on the Apple Watch Ultra. Um, if you are a big watchman. Like if you, if you, if you, if you like big watches, um, this, there's no other watch there, there, there just yeah. isn't. I mean, it's just, this is, I, I mentioned off, off the cuff on a recent episode, how I'm having a moment with the Apple watch yes, that yeah. was not intended to, uh, it, it was a, a poorly placed time, time pun, but, um, <laughs> no, it, it is, it is the most fun I've had with an Apple watch since my series zero, like since I got my since first Apple watch, in the Apple watch and yeah. I, in that space and got to be like, Oh man, like there's, I can see what's coming. Like much like those surface surface tablets we were talking about the first couple Apple watches, there were some things like they, things and stuff, yeah. but, but, but you could see just like the surface, uh, tablets, I could see where they were going to go and very much so. And this is the purest iteration of that for me. Again, mm-hmm. not everyone can slap a giant and I do not, I don't want to downplay it. Giant slab of metal and sapphire on their wrist and call it a watch. I can get away with it. I'm a bigger person. Um, but the benefits of that are, the screen real estate is meaningful. And I do actually, it's not just like, Ooh, it's bigger. It's actually meaningful. I can see meaningful, meaningfully larger amounts of text messages, emails, teams, threads, things like that. Like in a real way, read it without straining from the screen. That's a big deal. Um, something I actually tried accidentally for the first time this week, because I haven't done it in so long. I forgot you could do it full-blown typing back messages because the oh, right, keyboard yeah. is meaningfully larger. I'm not sitting here like double thumb typing like on my phone, but I was able to type out with a high rate of accuracy several, you know, I wasn't typing back a paragraph, so but not- it wasn't like, okay, either. Like I typed back multiple word intentional replies where I normally, I do a lot of the pre-canned replies. The, right. okay, can I call you back? Not so a problem, that this, kind of stuff. This is like an actual keyboard with all the letters, or are you talking about yes. drawing the letters and it does the drawing? Detail? I've never had a great experience. I'm sure it's a me problem with the whole drawing the letters thing. Yeah. This was the actual type on with with my index finger keyboard. Nice. And I was sitting in a meeting, um, not the one presenting, obviously, and I needed a, it was time sensitive. I needed to get a reply out and the pre-cans just would not have communicated what I wanted. And I ended up sending back three or four, probably four or five word replies Again, with good accuracy, it wasn't a pain in the butt. It wasn't, you know, when you have to focus so hard on what you're doing, you're completely ignoring what's going on around yeah. you. I actually was able to, you know, at least give what was going on 49% of my attention while I typed back the replies, but I was able to leave my phone in my pocket. And that was relatively meaningful to me to yeah, actually be able to pull that off meeting. Yeah. and not have to get my phone out. Um, so that the, the, the size really does have an impact on the experience with the device in a way that the last time I can think of where it was that meaningful was, I think it was either the watch four or five, the first time they did the big screen jump. Yeah. Because the that. first yeah. several generations had the same screen. So I did that very first jump and they did a couple since then, but that first screen jump was like, Ooh, okay. 
this makes like that was the first time like I could actually read a whole email on this, and not hate myself. Now I can really read a whole email, read a whole message, and enjoy the experience, and even do something with it. It's the closest experience I've had to just having a phone on my wrist. And there are some definite trade offs to that, but in my daily life, at least, they have been far leaning positive. I've really been enjoying it That's from good a to hear. I mean, perspective. You know, we've talked about it. I've been on the fence about getting yep. one for some time. I, I still have my um, my series five on my wrist right now. It's time for me to upgrade. And I've been yep. going back and forth. Do I get an eight? Do I get an ultra? And I've been bouncing back and forth. And I'm leaning towards ultra just because, you know, like I want the screen real estate. I want those, those yep. benefits that you get from having that. It's just, you know, hasn't been the right time for me to grab it just yet, but um, hopefully they'll continue on with some deals here and there when I'm ready for it. So, well, the, the other, the other benefits and relatively rapid succession to keep things moving forward. I said size, the build quality is as advertised. Um, you yeah. pick it up and you, and I've actually done this with multiple, just Joe public people who've been around for holiday parties, things like that. I've taken it off my wrist. I've handed it to them. I've watched their reaction and the reactions have been twofold yeah. and identical every time it's lighter than they expected. Oh, really? I okay. watch them heft in their hand and every single person be like, Oh wow, that's a lot lighter than I expected. Yeah. I think it's the titanium, titanium more than anything. Yeah. Um, but then you can just see them. They, they run their finger over the sapphire glass. They like that. But man, this is the, all of them have made a comment of some kind about what it feels like to hold, like what it's built. And I had the same reaction. You pick it up and it is a quality piece of hardware, but, um, and it's a, a going back to, it's still big, but for as big as it is, it is so much lighter than you would expect. So that that's was a big too, one. Yeah. Um, and the last two things, the, the truly flat glass, sapphire, whatever yeah. display is meaningful to me. Uh, it, it is changed. I typically don't mind or even like curved glass on a lot of things. There's something about swipe, such a swipe heavy experience is really, yeah. really nice on a genuine flat, flat. plateau. Um, yep. it's, 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 it's very, very nice to navigate and around again, feels like using my phone. And I mean that in a very good right. way and not just, not just that part of it, like, which, which is a very important part of it, but also because it allowed them to extend that titanium up around the edges, which yes. is the weakest point of glass. So now that glass is stronger because it's more protected and flat, from the which edges. is, which is yep. pretty cool as well. And a lot easier to put a screen protector on also if you want to not want to get, I mean, Sapphire is harder to scratch, but it can still happen. You it put still a, can. You yep. throw a flat piece of that screen protector glass over it now and you don't even yep. notice it anymore. Whereas on the other one, you'd have the little piece in the square inside mm -hmm. of the curved edges and you can see that piece of, you know, protective glass you've got on there and the edges to, could still get scratched or cracked. So sure. Yeah. No. And last but not least on that one though, um, battery life, just yeah. holy cow on the battery life. Um, it, well, I've been, I've been asking forever to be able to, I've, I've, I've wanted two days. I've wanted two days out of my Apple watch forever. I E if I'm out of town for just a regular old weekend and I forget the charger, I don't want to have to run out to the local Best Buy and get a charger get to a not charger. be carrying a dead watch. And I've never, I've just carried the dead watch. Countless times have I gone out of town for work or just a short trip and been up, grabbed a phone charger, didn't grab a stinking right. Apple because there's there's no, you know, you can go plug it a USB-C. You know what I mean? You yeah. have to have an Apple watch charger. And it's one of the things I don't always have lying around. So I have forgotten it many times. I am beyond confident. I could actually make it through a three-day weekend 
without issue. Yeah. Um, when they say 60 plus hours, I actually believe it. Like if I took it off the charger in the morning on a Friday and didn't get back until the Sunday night, I actually believe I'd be, I'd be rolling in on red for sure, Yeah. but it would make it. And that was never even in the realm, even in low power mode was never in the realm of possibility with my previous Apple watches ever, ever, ever. Yeah. Definitely not with my series five. I'm, I'm no putting it, you know, I, I have it on my wrist for maybe 12 to 14 hours a day and it's getting close to red at that you're point. putting it in the red i mean yeah. mine it's also older so the yeah. battery's been stressed but and uh last but not least from me today just zooming right through is um another recent release definitely is something we were the most tepid on in our initial reactions to it is the yeah. m2 ipad pros yes um I did break down, Had I will go on the record and say I had nothing to do with the processor itself prior to it come. I, I had been waiting for these to come out because I, I knew I was going to do one of two things. I either was going to get an 11-inch. I already had the 11-inch M1 Pro, one of the best devices I've had. I was either going to get the new 11-inch if it got the mini LED display. Right. Or I was going to go back to the 13 inch because I frankly wanted the mini LED display. And there were some use cases where I was like, eh, maybe I, my day-to-day life has changed since I got, since I went to the 11 inch because I primarily did yeah. that for portability. Yep. I'm just not physically on the go as Running much as I as was much. when yeah. I got that. So that use case isn't there. And there's situations where I really do in, enjoy that screen real estate. Don't need, it's not a need, but I do enjoy the screen real estate. Um, not going to rehash the whole thing much, frankly, to our woe and lament. The 11 inch did not get the mini led this go round. Yep. I don't expect to see it at this point until they do a form factor change at some point. I'm hoping that's in the next generation. Yeah. It would be nice but, if that was the next generation. The, the, the form um, factor of the current one's getting a little stale, a little, little stale still looks great. But yeah. if you've had one for years at this point, you have to flip them over and look at the camera bump to tell them apart. I mean, right. really that's, and we're several generations into that being the distinction. Um, so, on the M2, we're not going to go deep on the processors. It's an M2 versus an M1. I mean, to say that it is a minor difference is probably still overplaying it. There's yeah. a couple features like hovering the Apple Pencil over the screen that are enabled by this. Cool. I mean, these are just simply not things that are going to change the experience for 99.84% of the right. users, myself included. Um, yeah. For me, it was getting the screen real estate back, which I could have just as easily bought a 13-inch M1 and done that, and the mini LED display, which I could have just as easily bought the 13-inch and done right. that. Like For me, getting the M2 was simply about, I personally do have a thing where... I have a hard time spending the dollars and not just getting the newest one. And that yeah. that's wholly a me thing. Going back to what I would advise someone to do with the deep discounts, going back to our theme of the holidays this year, I am constantly seeing those M1 models, 11 and 12 inch, discounted by hundreds of dollars, yeah, like really well sub a comma. Yeah. And that just bar none, hands down, that's the one to get. Right. If you and, are just looking for a about, great iPad, if you're if you're if you're worried about performance, the the performance difference is, I believe, barely in double digits, like ten, twelve percent. And I don't even like believe that. that. They'd have to yeah. show me the lab environment that got them double digit differences. When yeah. we talk about you, we've mentioned this on the show before. When we talk about real world review, real world use, yeah. Your regular Unless someone listening to this show is the guy that Eric mentioned, you know, <laughs> how many episodes ago that's out there Editing in the field. Real quick. Yeah. yeah, pulling down 8K dailies from his red camera setup. If that's not you, you're not going to feel even the first percent of those differences. The M1 yeah. remains just a rock solid processor, especially yeah. until there's something more than iOS to throw at it. 
because iOS remains yeah. what's holding back that hardware. I can put, mm-hmm. we've put M1s to their limits in the M1 Air. And I mean, this, it's not to say the M1 is an unbeatable processor, but based on what iOS and iOS apps can throw at it, eh, yeah. that's not changing anytime yeah. soon in until a, Apple unlocks experience. the ability to do more. Yeah. In a tablet experience, there's very few people out there, like you talked about 99.8% of people, you're not going to be able to take that to its limit with no. with apps and things on there. I mean, you know, there's photo editing apps, video editing apps that you can do on there that, you know, will will utilize the processor. But honestly, how many people out there are going on and doing full on video, 4K video edits on their iPad? It's it's almost right. non-existent. So your regular day to day use watching videos going on Facebook, shopping on Amazon, whatever you're doing on your tablet from day to day, it's, you yeah. know, yeah, the M1 could run circles around all that. Yeah. So if, if you're just, if you're just in the market, seriously, go, go check out the M1. But if you're, if you fall into my camp and you truly just, if it's upgrade time and use, or if you're in that, or if you are the person that, Hey, I do actually only upgrade this once every three or four generations. That is also going back to what I would consult someone in our job. I would say, okay, you are someone that doesn't upgrade often, then save up the dollars, get the newest one because you're buying yourself runway. Because yeah. there will there there's always that dividing line where those ten percent do make a difference, or there's a feature in those processors where it's going to tangibly change your change your experience down the road. Yep. If you're planning to hold on to this for several generations, then I always tell people pony up and get the newest one because unless there's it's literally no longer. difference, you're buying yourself runway on that investment. So um, on those and on that twelve inch though. The, the standout feature for me is still the screen. That's why I'm so comfortable saying go M1 or M2 for most folks because it's the same display. But right. man, is it great. Like it's yeah. a good display. Um, it's like, I've said it before, it's like, it's like taking the screen off my M1 MacBook Pro which remains, I've said countless times, is one of the best over... You have the same device. I'm looking at it right it, now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like ripping the display off of that and holding it in your hands, and that's the best compliment I can give a display because that's one of the best I've ever used. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing display. 120 hertz refresh rate and all that kind of stuff in your hands is, is pretty significant, yeah. so. So, all in all, bringing it full circle, um, holiday shopping season, you know, tech obviously always, not always, but oftentimes takes a, you know, a center stage to a lot of that. There's deals to be had out there. You just have to know where you're looking, where to go for. Um, it's not all about black Friday or cyber Monday. Those are both in the rear view. And I'm here to tell you there are still several days left in the month of December where you'll be able to have a lot of these deals. Maybe some of them even right now. Yeah, I'll pro- likely all the way up to Christmas, you're going to be getting the same deals. And you know, the last thing I'll say on it is just to rehash what I was talking about before. Just make sure if you're going out there to look for a you know, new piece of tech, check the manufacturer's website, see if they've got a shop with a refurbished section, yep. and, and just check and double check the prices because refurbished direct from the manufacturer, whether it be Apple, Microsoft, Canon, they're all factory refurbished by them using their factory OEM parts by their technicians and they fully warranty them and you usually get in you know two three four hundred dollars off some of those big devices just by going in refurbished and when you get it in your hands when it's refurbished from them they I've never had one that didn't look essentially brand new brand when new. I got it refurbished yeah. direct from the manufacturer so it's definitely a way to go don't don't count it out just because it says refurbished because you can get great deals that way Yep. And always do your side-by-side comparison this gen yep. versus last gen, because sometimes there are tangibly important differences. Sometimes it's literally a sticker change on the box and that can save you a lot of money. A lot of money. So, 
on uh, on that bargain bin bombshell. I think we'll uh, we'll wrap it up for this week. Uh, anything else you want to tag on there at the end, Sarge? No, that's it. Just uh, check the refurbished stuff, and all those Cyber Monday, Black Friday deals are essentially going to be going on until Christmas. So don't feel like you're pressured. Just look yeah, out there, do your that, research, and and make a yeah. good smart purchase. That's the big one. Don't let the time pressure push you into a bad purchasing decision because that's that is a game that everyone plays. So. All right, well, on that, we will wrap it up and catch you next time. Later. Later.